Hello, GAC. I'm Lucas Boudreau alongside Chris Sharp, and this is the LC Show. Welcome. we got a great lineup of things to talk about this week, starting with our Heisman list. Following, following that will be Upset Alert. Then we have some games to pick. Last week, I went 4-1 and one on my picks. I edged out Chris. He went 3-2. and two. Yep. Yep. And then we have a little uh, basketball action. we got some... NBA stuff to talk about and some college stuff to talk about. College football or college basketball is starting up this week, so we'll talk about that. So, Chris, who are a couple of guys you like in the Heisman race? Heisman race, well, the typical guys are still at the top. You have Mariota, you have Johnny Football, and you know, of course you have Jameis Winston, famous Jameis. I'm going to throw a little dark horse uh, Heisman candidate at you, uh, Jordan Lynch from NIU. Yeah, I'm kind of. I actually kind of have a little personal experience with him because he played Florida State in the uh, Orange Bowl last year, so I got to watch him there. And uh, he's a pretty good r- runner. He's actually he's a good he's dual threat. Yeah, he can run and throw. He's he's throwing a ton of stats. And NIU's currently ranked right now, so maybe they can make a little yeah, move. He's just like the other three. He just isn't playing the same competition. Right. But, but I mean, he's he's putting up better number, if not better numbers, the same numbers as everyone else. Um, I have. Uh, the top three, I have Jameis Winston, number okay. one, Marcus Marietta, number two, Johnny Manziel, number three. I have, along with you, I have Jordan Lynch, number four. Right. You know, he's playing well. Yeah, he's playing well. He might be one of those BCS busters like yeah. last year, you know. And then number five, I have Mike Evans, a wide Ooh, receiver. Mike Evans, two yeah. AM players, two I mean, I think you got to throw him in there. He's putting up ridiculous he numbers. He's, he's had two games, I think, where he's received for over 200 yards. Yeah, that, yeah, that Alabama game. You, Alabama you couldn't stop Auburn. him. You just Auburn. couldn't stop him. Yep. It, just, it was yeah, impossible. So that, I have to throw him in there. Those are my top mm-hmm. five. You know, I think when it comes down to it, Manziel, Mariota, and Winston are the three guys. You know, yeah. but. I think you can throw those guys in there too. I'd also maybe mention Bryce Petty uh, from a uh, yeah, he's Baylor. Good. He's yeah, good. he's a Baylor. He's got, he's got a big game, so he's got some big opportunities to help boost his status, and he's been throwing up the yards, of course. So yeah, I mean, the next couple weeks, guys will separate because like yeah. this is when it starts to get intense. You know, you got you got some big key conference games like Bryce Petty and Baylor. They haven't really played anyone. They're undefeated, but they haven't, they've had an easy schedule. So you know, he plays Oklahoma this week. Maybe he can jump up, prove himself a little bit. Yeah. All right, and we got an upset alert. Chris, who do you have on upset alert this week? Uh, I had Wisconsin an upset alert. Uh, BYU travels to town, and yeah, BYU is a solid team. They took it to Texas. I remember early in the year, they just absolutely obliterated them. And if they can get their offense going and uh, maybe hold Wisconsin back, I believe that BYU has a nice shot. And then also I have Notre Dame at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yes, Notre Dame, number 23. I feel like that's a trap game right yeah, there. Really Pittsburgh, is. they have a pretty good solid defense. They they're physical. They kind of play the same style as Notre Dame, physical style of football. And if Pittsburgh can throw up some points at home with the home crowd going crazy, I think that Pittsburgh can pull off the upset. Yeah, uh, one game I have, Virginia Tech's going into Miami. Ooh, Miami, that's a big ACC game. Yeah, that's you know? huge. Um, especially in the Coastal Division. Yeah. Miami's coming off that loss to Florida State. You know, I never really thought they were that good to begin with. Yeah. They're still ranked number 11. You know, I still think that's too high for them. Virginia Tech's got a really good defense. If Logan it's just, Thomas, it's just about yeah, their offense. If Logan man. Thomas can figure it out, like I saw this awful interception last week. 
and, it, like, literally, he's falling on his back foot, leaning, and he's going to get sacked. And he just throws the ball up in the air, and the dude just easily picks it off and runs it back for a touchdown. Like, you trying to lose the game? It's, it's about him and the offense. Their defense plays great every yeah. week. It's just their offense has got to play well. If they do, you know, Stephen Morris was big time earlier in the season. He threw some picks against Florida State. He, you know, he, no, he, 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 he did throw some two nice touchdowns in the first he half. Did. Those were NFL throws. So I give him credit for that. But after he's that, on it. He's, inconsistent. he's inconsistent. He's up and, and down. And the NFL does not like that. Yep. They don't like inconsistent. So I think Virginia Tech can go in there and get a win. I also have nineteen, number 19, UCLA going into Arizona. Ooh. And Kadeem Carey, I think, you know, he's a really good running back. I don't know I don't know how good UCLA really is. You know, they're ranked in the top 20, but they kind of got blown out by Oregon in the second yeah. half. I haven't really seen them compete that well. I mean, they competed all right with Stanford. I mean, it was never really that... I think Rich Rodriguez could have Arizona State. I mean, set up they're probably going to run some trick trick plays. Out I feel like if, I think Arizona State. I think when they play Oregon in the future too, they could they could potentially beat UCLA and Oregon. They're kind of one of those upset teams. Those kind of crazy yeah, style, yeah, yeah. throw up a bunch of points. And the Pac-12 is so deep. I mean, yeah. they have so many teams this year that are good. So I think Arizona is going to get a win over UCLA. And then we got some games to pick. Some college games along with NFL games. Our first game to pick a Thursday night game. Uh, number 10, Oklahoma, goes into number 6, Baylor. It's Baylor's first test of the season. Yep. Who do you have in that one, Chris? Uh, it's kind of a tough decision because Oklahoma and Lobby's big games, they'll kind of play the wrong style. Against Texas, they should have run the ball more, and then they started throwing it all over the place. So I don't know if I can trust them. But I'm going to stick with Bob Stoops. I'm going to go with the Sooners, Boomer Sooner. They're used to being there. So yeah, they're used to different. being there. Yeah, I think Baylor at home, the, the crowd will be crazy. Uh, they'll be up there and like getting hype. I feel like Oklahoma will either play great defense or they'll be able to run the ball and control the clock. I like Baylor. Okay, yeah. I think Baylor is a really good football team. I think they're going to win the Big Twelve. You know, they had RG three a couple years ago. He leaves. Everyone's like, all right, Baylor, good story. Yeah, you know, you so, can go yeah. back to being whatever you were. Right. You know, Baylor is a good football team. I think they're going to get a win this week. Um, because I think Bryce Petty is a good Heisman contender. I also think their running back, Lake Seastrunk, is going to put up some good numbers. I just think their home crowd is going to influence them, and I think Baylor is going to get a win over Oklahoma. They need to come out early and score. Like, similar to how Florida State did last week, it was a huge game, crazy environment. They scored a touchdown on the first drive. It kind of calms everything down. So Baylor needs to come out early. And then come out early and put some pressure, yeah, on, put some pressure on Oklahoma. I feel like they could take it, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma just to do the experience. Yeah, I, I, I can see that happening. And then another Thursday night game, and this one's a Pac-12 game. This is a huge game in the Pac-12. Number three, Oregon, traveling to number five, Stanford. National title implications right here. Stanford, they lost all their key defensive ends the other week. Uh, their offense didn't impress me a couple times. And, like, they, against Utah, Utah performance, what was that? Yeah, but, yeah. uh... I'm going to go with Oregon because I think Oregon's offense is just simply too explosive. I feel like it'll be a closer game than some people might think, but I feel like Oregon will make a play or two to, you know, put them ahead and help them close out the game. And So it might be like a seven-point, maybe ten-point game. Yeah, it'll be a close game. I think Oregon wins as well. Um, I just think they're too talented. You know, yeah. last year Oregon was heavily favored and they lost at home to Stanford. Yep. That was a huge upset. But um, they're they're going to be favorited again to go into Stanford. It's a revenge game too. Yeah, I think they're going to be fired up. You know, Oregon plays well home and road. I mean, it really doesn't matter. They'll go from being tied. Right. To being ahead by three touchdowns now, in the span of five minutes. If it is a close game, it'll be interesting to see how the new coach, Herflick, 
And, you know, he's a new head coach because yeah, Chip Kelly's yeah. gone. So it'll be interesting to see how he might handle different situations if it's a close game. But uh, I'm still going to go with Oregon. Yeah, I think Oregon's too talented. And then our next and last college football game to pick, game day will be there in Tuscaloosa. Number 13, LSU at number 1, Alabama. These this games, game is always crazy. Always, always crazy. It's, I mean, it's, it's always going to be a good game. Yeah, too. Like, a lot of these games the past couple of years have been instant classics. Mm-hmm. Like, even People hated that. I think it was like the 9-6 to six game the yeah, other year. Yeah, yeah. People hated it. I love that. That was Smash Mouth football. If you like watching offense, it's not yeah. the game to watch. It's, but this year was, will be different, It was I defense think. and Smash Mouth football. But this year will be different because... You got two good quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama's secondary got torched versus Johnny Manziel earlier in the season, but they have improved, I believe, on the Year. They kind of shut down Bo Wallace and a couple other good quarterbacks, but uh, LSU's defense, they have not impressed me so far this year. I have high expectations, but I'm still going to go with LSU. I feel like something, I think Medenberger, he's got to prove something throughout his career, something. I think this is his moment because he wow, lost. That UG- would be huge. Yeah, because he lost Alabama in a heartbreaker at home last year. Yeah. He lost at UGA, you know, he played lights out. Mm-hmm. If anything good to have in Medenberger, you know, anything for his career moment. This will be it. I feel like he's played awful the past couple of weeks, but I feel like he after a bye week they can kind of rebound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I like LSU. I think they've underperformed a little bit, but I just I think Alabama's too good. Yeah. To be honest, that, I mean that's what it comes down to. You know, everyone loves talking about Oregon and Florida State are so exciting to watch. Alabama's just boring, but they get the job done. They do. They get the job done every week, and I think they're going to beat LSU. I think it'll be close. You know, I think it'll be it'll a be touchdown, ten point yeah. game because I think LSU can compete with them. I just don't think they will beat them. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be crazy, and it'll be really because these players are the same ones that went into uh, Tuscaloosa a couple of years ago and upset uh, Alabama. These are like a new crop of players. It'll be interesting. They'll have some vets there, but it'll be interesting to see how they all adjust. All right, moving on to some NFL games. Our first game is the Lions going into Chicago to take on the Bears. Who do you got, Chris? I have the Lions winning this game. Uh, Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson and Reggie Bush, those are a potent duo. I watched that game where Calvin Johnson personally outgained yep. the Cowboys himself with over, like, three, over 300 yards receiving. And the Bears are trying to do They'll try and shut Calvin Johnson down, but it's really, it's really impossible. He's almost guaranteed 100 yards a game unless he gets hurt or something. But uh, I think Josh McCown, he's, been a good, he's done pretty good for the uh, Bears so far. He played decently well last night in Monday Night Football. I just feel like Matthew Stafford and the Lions offense might be able to put up too many points. And they might, and then the defense will get after Josh McCown and force him into some bad interceptions. So I think the Lions will win. It'll, it'll still be a close game. I I like the Bears in this one. The Lions are good this year. You know I like them. Yeah. But the Bears are coming off a big Monday night win over the Packers. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. That's true. That they did. They still I, played well. They did play Brandon well. Marshall's Brandon Marshall's a monster. You know I think the Bears at home. I think they're going to get a win over the Lions. The Lions are good, but I still think they're that. Inconsistent team, you know. Yeah. I almost throw them in the same boat as the Cowboys. You know, they're they're up one week, yeah, they're down they're the other. Uh, yeah. So I mean, Cowboys, so. I don't really know what to expect from them. I think they're a good team, but I think the Bears will just. I just think the Bears. I think a little bit of a shootout, actually. You know, because J- Josh McCown, he's 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 been able to score some points. It's not like he's been like a ten seven game. Though. Yeah. He's been throwing up some points, so it'll be a little bit of a shootout. And then moving on to another NFL game, Cowboys taking on the Saints. Who do you have in that one, Chris? Uh, well, the Saints came off a heartbreaking loss to the uh, last week, and that was surprising. That was surprising. Too. Actually, they, they probably should have won. They just didn't run the ball. If they want to run the ball and like control, they don't have a very good running game. Well, actually, they do have a good. They do have some pretty decent running backs. Uh, I mean, they have some decent running backs. I just they just don't them. try I to. Haven't seen them running. Oh, the ball Pierre right. Thomas and all the other guys back there. Well, all of them together, they can have a good decent running game. But anyway, 
I'm going to go with the Cowboys, despite what I just said about the uh, Saints and their uh, pretty good offense. I feel like the Cowboys' defense have been they, – they've given up some points, like let's be honest. But yeah. they, they have a bunch of unnamed players out there. I mean, I'm talking like Nick Hayden, George Selby, Everett Brown, people they have never even heard of at defensive end and, D, and on the D-line. They're balling out. Orlando Scandrick's playing the best games of his career right now at corner. Mo Claiborne will be back. Sean Lee at linebacker, he's an uh, impact player. But uh, I believe the Cowboys' offense, they've kind of been in a funk in the past couple of weeks because the defense has been giving them turnovers, but the Cowboys' offense hasn't done anything with it. So I believe the Cowboys' offense, you got Dez Bryant, Wade, and uh, Terrence Williams, and they're playing Rob Ryan, the old defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting thing right there. But uh, I think the Cowboys' offense will be able to score enough points. and uh, It'll be de- definitely a shootout. It'll be a yeah, shootout. Oh, yeah. But I think the Cowboys will be able to get a big win on the road and kind of break this streak of up-and-down wins and losses. I really like the Saints this year. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat the Cowboys this week. I think mm-hmm. they're gonna win, run away with the division. Unless the Panthers. The Panthers are good this year. Yeah. But I just think the Saints are a little bit better than them at this point. Um, you know, I think the Saints are just gonna. Just I wouldn't say they're gonna blow them out. I think they're gonna beat them by a good ten to two touchdowns. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, Tony Romo's playing well, but you know, I just. I just think Drew Brees is too good. I yeah. mean, I. I think he. He is really good. I can see. It's a it's a big step right now. Right? So you got the Saints, you got the Seahawks, you got the 49ers all, right. all there. The Saints can compete with anyone at home. So they got yeah. they got to they have to get this home field advantage to compete with the Seahawks. You know, the Seahawks are really good, especially at home. It's the Seahawks so are kind of those teams like even on the road, they don't really care. They'll just do whatever they want. Yeah. Like, so I, it's huge for the Saints to get home field advantage in the right. playoffs. So I think they got to win this game and I think they will win this game. Yeah. Um, and then our last game, we're going to pick the Falcons game. The Seahawks are visiting the Falcons. <laughs> Falcons coming Ooh. off a rough loss again. Yeah. Um, uh, playing the Panthers. Panthers are pretty good. They competed with them. Oh, right. they did. The fourth quarter yeah. ch- kind of yeah. got out of hand. Turnover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah got a little early. So we are going to pick the Falcons game. Seahawks at Falcons. Chris, who do you like? Coming to the season, I was looking forward to this game so much. You know, the Seahawks yeah, coming here. The game last year was insane. It was, it was amazing. I was, I was, I, I've never been so more nervous in my life. But uh, now that the season started we, and the Falcons are have a really subpar record right now, I'm just got to go to the Seahawks. I'm sorry. Uh, the Falcons um, fans, we're, we're pretty much... Uh, we're out of the race right now, but it's going for a high draft pick. Going for a high draft pick, we might have, we could have potential to have a top ten draft pick, but uh, watching the young corners and the young players, I said like John Vanmaskell, I got a sack the other day. You had the corners out there, you got two interceptions, Alford and Trevon. Yeah, that one in the back of the yeah, those are awesome. those are nice. So just kind of watching these young guys develop and learn, and really, I think Matt Ryan. He needs to do a better job of taking care of the ball. I know he's got no one really to throw to. Yeah. Hopefully, Roddy White can come back. And he's back, getting maybe. pressure, but still, he but like, he, he forced it. He forced the Tony Gonzalez when there's like three guys around him. So I know Tony's your best weapon and almost sometimes your only weapon. Yeah, but you got to be able to. You gotta be it. Yeah, you got to be a little smarter As than that. As a quarterback, that. making a lot of money too. Yeah, that's true. So if he can like, maybe limit the turnovers, they might be able to keep it close. But I think just, the Seahawks are just too good. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think the Seahawks are too good in this one. They get their revenge from last year. Yeah. So. Uh, that's all. That's all I have to say yeah, about that one. I just, really, think, I just think the Seahawks are going to win it. Yeah. All right, and that'll wrap up our football action. Uh, moving on to some basketball action. You know, basketball season's underway. Yeah. We got some interesting topics here. We give me give me a player that you know LeBron James will be up there. Right. MVP talk. Mm-hmm. Give me someone that you think 
will be underrated. You know, maybe a dark horse MVP contender. Dark horse? Uh, I think Steph Curry potentially yeah, could be a yeah, dark horse. Like you know, Golden State, because Golden State's going to be out there in the playoffs, and Steph Curry... He balls out. And he had a triple double the other day. I believe. I, so. I'm not sure, but he. I know yeah. he. He's got an amazing. He's got shot. an amazing game. Yes, and then also maybe Paul George from Indianapolis. They have a kind yeah, of a balanced. They, they have a balanced team, but I feel like if George can kind of lead them in scoring, which I think he has an ability to do that and play great defense, I believe that. And the Pacers are going to be up there, higher up in the rankings at the end of the year. So I think that Paul George could get some recognition. And then maybe, well. Not, I don't, I'll say right now, Michael Carter-Williams for the 76ers, he actually is the MVP for this season so far. So maybe he'll he probably be like a rookie of the year candidate. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. So far, he actually is an MVP candidate right now just for this early like three-game stretch. But uh, those two players, I see uh, George and Curry, I see them being kind of the Dark Horse MVP candidates. Other than like the mellows and the LeBrons yeah. of the world. Yeah, we're talking other than LeBron, yeah. Kevin Durant, Kobe right. Bryant, Derrick Rose, you know. Yeah. Other than those guys. I, here's a name you guys might not have heard of. Damian Lillard. Ooh. He was a rookie Portland, last year. Yeah. Portland Trailblazers. He is a guy that not many people have heard about. Yeah. You know, he plays on the West Coast for a team no one really gets to see Portland. Yeah, really see Port- yeah, He's a late. good player. He really is. I mean, I Him was... and LaMarcus Aldridge both. You know, they yeah. are both really good. But I think I think Damian Lillard can come he, out. He's, he's underrated. Good. You know, I... If the especially if the Trailblazers can compete, you know that yeah. makes them look. You know, right. no one looks no one looks good on a team that's not very good. I mean, yeah. they got a couple good players, but you always want your MVP to be someone who's winning. So I think da- if Damian Lillard can get his team to win, he started off the season really well so far. I think if he can lead his team to win, I think he can be in the top definitely. Oh, also let me throw on Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. I mean, a lot of these young, really good. these young guys. I like to say Damian Lillard is a yeah, Kyrie I like, Irving. I like the young guys. He's yeah, Paul George. These young guys are. This is the year they're going to take the next level because people like Kobe are hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, older people generation wise, they're kind of hurting now, getting older. Like Kevin Garnett's and Paul Pierce is yeah, a little yeah, all yeah. getting hurt and older. So these young guys, it's their time to rise up. So I could see them beating an MVP competition. All right, and then college basketball season is starting Friday. Friday. So you know everyone loves to fill out those March Madness brackets. Yep. But uh, give me give me one or two teams that you think is a dark horse team to you know maybe not win the title, maybe mm-hmm. go deep in the tournament, deep in their conference, maybe compete there. Let's see. I got maybe Ohio State. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I know uh, they lost some players, but Aaron Kraft and. A lot of people like that, and uh, Ohio State, their team, uh, their whole system, they just keep replacing guys year after year, mm-hmm. and they just, I, I feel like Ohio State, I know Michigan State's the favorite in the Big Ten, yeah. but I think Ohio State's, Ohio State's only ranked 11, so I mean, yeah. that's a dark horse, I mean, I think any, if Ohio State has Aaron Kraft, I think they can compete with anyone, yeah. I mean, he's really good. He, he's he, our leader. He's, he's, a, our, he's, he that guy, he's that guy who you want to ha- him to have the ball right. in the last couple seconds. And I, it feels like he's been there forever. Like, it's like, it does, leave. It like really leave. Leave. <laughs> But um, I I like Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, oh, yeah, Marcus Smart. They're ranked number eight, which yeah. is good to start the season. But, you know, I don't really think anyone knows about them. They didn't re- they didn't do anything last year in the tournament. I think yeah. they, they lost first round to Oregon, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah that's um, what they did. That didn't happen. But, uh, you know, Marcus Smart is so good. I think I think they can win the Big 12. Maybe, or maybe not win because Kansas, but... Um, you know, Kansas always seems to have a letdown yeah. at some point. So I mean, I I can see I can see Oklahoma State getting in there. I think Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart's obviously the leader mm-hmm. of that team. You know, I think I think he can do. Um, I think he can lead the Oklahoma State to a Big Twelve title. Maybe maybe get them Elite Eight. Maybe a little further. You know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, well, no. no one thought Wichita State at the beginning of the season. That's true. Yeah. I, I guarantee you that. And then watch out for all these little small schools like such as Harvard and Creighton. 
Yeah, like David, Davidson, like, Davidson, yeah, Davidson, like Doug McDermott at Creighton. Yeah, he's good. He's a potential national player of the year candidate. And all these little smaller schools because, like you see the past couple of years, you have at least one small school like break into the yeah. Final Four. Yep. So watch out for schools like that because a lot of these schools, they don't have a lot of one-and-dones, but they kind of build up players. So they get one, in the year they get one really good freshman recruit, he'll be able to play with a bunch of seniors and who know how to play basketball, and they'll have a great run. And that's kind of what happens with all these little smaller Yeah, schools. you always like that mix between the leaders, and then you have the freshman talent. Yeah, yeah, the talent. That's why Kentucky, you know, will sometimes up, ease like, off. Yeah, up and down. Because they have so many talented freshmen, but they yeah. don't really have that leader on their exactly. team. Exactly. So, I mean... I think um, any team that has a good combination of leaders and talent can go can go really far. Well. well, that'll wrap up our show this week. Uh, remember to follow Chris Sharp on Twitter at Chris Trill Sharp yep. and me, Lucas Boudreaux at Lucas Boudreaux One. And don't forget to vote for GAC for Game of the Week. Text oh, yeah, us seven eight. Yeah, text us seven eight zero one five. And also just check out High Five Sports. There's a poll right there. Game four. Vote for GAC. For the LC Show, I'm Lucas Boudreaux alongside Chris Sharp signing off.